What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hey, Mimi, Good how's morning. it going over there? And also with us, so happy to see you again, our friend from Nations Lending, Miss Shelly Ferris is with us as well. Good morning. Hello, let's get your NMLS number out of the way, okay, please. Okay, mine is 367826 and... Nations Lending is 34622. Now, Shelly, I did not bug you throughout the week, but I did bug my friend Mimi. One, because <laughs> she sends me good recipes and then like cool coupons to things. But two, because surprisingly enough, two properties on my block went on uh, the market. And so I was very curious to ask Mimi if that was a trend, because this it's been years since anything, since I saw a sign yes. on my street. It is it is not unusual right now. Okay. We are seeing an increase of inventory pop up where, you know, you were like praying for, a, you know, anything. And, and we're seeing it increase a lot Okay, um, with with the cl- clients that we're working with, uh, people that are just chattering about it. Um, but uh, just to let everybody know, we for the uh, 13 county Twin Cities region for the month ending of April, we had 1.5 months of inventory, mm-hmm. whereas a year before it was 1.2. So that's okay. a 25% increase. Okay. And different pockets, different neighborhoods are, are increasing uh, even more than that. It did make me feel better because I know you and I had talked. I'm like, you know what? In a couple of years, my kiddo's going to be even two inches taller and I'm probably going to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, how tall is he anyway? He's, he's five pretty, nine. He's kind of tall. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of tall. There. So he's taller than all of us in this room. That's um, for sure. Yeah, kind of thing. He's taller than all of us in this room. And so, and his dad is six four. So I'm oh, like, yeah. okay. You know, once he gets a couple years into high school, he's probably going to be even bigger. And eventually we might need more space. Right now we're cool. New ceiling height. Oh, my gosh. Or I just space. (laughs) space. I want, you know, if we had a house where the bathroom where he had his own bathroom, where I had my own bathroom. I would be happy with that. Go over there and right. do your boy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're just gross. Um, yeah. So <laughs> if his aim is bad, I just don't want it to immediately be my issue. Oh, That's okay. all I care. Amen. It's not much to ask. No, it's not. <laughs> no. And so, because we have two bathrooms, but it's on it's down in the basement. So I just to avoid him, I go all the way downstairs. That's a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I pay for this place. Exactly. And you pay nothing. I love him. Nothing. Yes. Um. He's right. a good kid. I, you he's are, just gross. You moms, I tell you what, he's a I good have kid, had more goodness. conversations with mothers this week <laughs> from all ages, you, you know, know all the way up. And even till when they're way out of the house, yeah. you know, walking pneumonia, friend. Yeah. Oh, Why? And, and sons making like homemade chicken noodle yeah. soup. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. Oh, it's my just gosh. that. It's because it's that time of year, which is why I think it's really interesting. There clearly is some motion, some movement in the air as we are getting to move into the actual summer months here in the Twin Cities. You can tell that people, there's this, this excitement and energy it feels like right now and so i think that's why a lot of us are like the kids are like about to be home they're gonna be up under us we're like what am i gonna do to keep them occupied oh my gosh i think that's a lot of it as well and that's probably what i was guessing why people were willing to put their house on the market right now is that they didn't want to deal with it while their kid was in school but if they could get it done before the school year starts that seemed very efficient to me you guys i don't know it's uh, 
I think it's some sort of magnetic pull from, you know, the core of the earth. <laughs> Why? <laughs> In Minnesota, it's almost you could you really you don't even need to look at your calendar. It's just as soon as the snow goes and it's green <laughs> enough <laughs> to get some pictures. Everybody is ready. That's right. And exactly. It's like all of a sudden it's like, OK, right I'm going to do it now when yeah. everybody else does it right now because yeah. it's the prettiest. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it's okay. the prettiest. When everybody else does it. That's yes. the key words yes. in there, Mimi. Yes. You know, well, you know, you can't argue. With no, <laughs> I read in somebody that they were saying they had a new lease in their apartment terms that said that they could not move out during certain winter months. Yes. So I think oh. that that is part of it, too, to go back to your you do this in the day when there's sunlight, when people can see it, when there's not just slush and mud and grossness. People right now are ready to go get it done. They're like, look, my peonies are out here. You want to buy right. these, right? Right. So yeah. I think that makes yeah. sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. OK, guys, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything today. We're okay. going to be a smorgasbord. Gotcha. Is that a Excellent. good Norwegian word? Indeed. I don't know if it's Norwegian, but I think it's a good word. It's a Can't good northern word. <laughs> Speaking of smorgasbords, yes, um, Shelly, we, you, and I talked about what we're going to talk about with mortgages. Yes, you've got some exciting information to share. I do. Yes, you do. And it is. And it is. (laughs) Oh, which one? Oh, this one. This one. Okay, Okay. got it. Because Shelly okay. had that look okay. on her face like, like they're all exciting. Did, Which yeah, one are we exactly. starting with? Right? Thank you. That's exactly. I just, I can't pick with yes. that, with that uh, vague of an entry. So, okay. So, <laughs> right. no, so I'll try In all seriousness, <laughs> there was a lot of economic data that came up okay. this week. And that's what Mimi's referencing here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard about, you know, jobs numbers and you've heard about unemployment. And these are the kind of numbers and the economic indicators that are coming out. You know, they come out every month. Yes. But every month month now like since maybe april since uh, march uh, they're just under this incredible microscope so initially you get the headline and the market goes wow and right. freaks out about it and then everybody starts diving into the data and kind of digests it a little bit and then the market calms down as the day goes on so initially when the job market came out and said that we were at that we gained 335,000 jobs um on an expectation of 195,000 jobs that's really great news right folks right. i mean aren't we all happy that yeah. a, over a hundred thousand more people got jobs isn't that supposed to be a good thing right well not according to the feds so the feds okay. want the market to cool down they don't want it to be so raging hot and so that's partially why they're increasing these interest rates like they are to help cool things down to help pull the market back and unfortunately force people some people into not having a job or not having two jobs or whatever the case may be now but it is a raging hot jobs market mm-hmm. but the unemployment also ticked up during that same raging hot jobs market uh, data coming out. So now our unemployment is at 3.7 versus 3.4, where it was uh, last month. And so now it's kind of a mixed bag of tricks for the feds to uh, look over and see what they're going to do. Most people feel they're going to pause. So they're going to uh, meet in the middle of June and they're going to discuss raising interest rates again or not or keep it the same or going down. They're not going to reduce them. But most people, more than... 75% in the market feel that they're going to pause this month and we'll see what they do in July. Okay. That only can be good. That only can be good for us. Okay. So let's talk about this. I know that you uh, follow an expert named Barry Habib. Yes. Okay. So I sat in on a presentation that Barry Habib did about the jobs and how that those reports are actually done. 
and that they can the data can be skewed a little bit absolutely in the in this respect and correct me if i'm wrong because i only watched it once and it's been a while um that they drop off a month on the front and then they drop off a month on the back and then they average that is right. that how you can you it's, explain that a little better basic term so so uh the jobs numbers uh the inflation numbers all of those numbers are calculated year over year okay <clears throat> pardon me so <clears throat> in the calculation if you have you know, a bad month or a couple of bad months in there, they can really skew the data when right. you're averaging it over a 12-month period of time. So when we turn the calendar and we go into June, we lose last June. Okay. That one's gone, and we pick up the new June. And so now if June was a rotten number that we were comparing in there, everything automatically shifts upwards. Mm-hmm. If it was a good number, now maybe everything shifts downwards. So it's all average. Yes, uh, that's that's exactly how I remember it. And then, um, you know, the other thing that I think is difficult is the full-time jobs versus the part-time workers. Right. Can you elaborate on that a right. little bit? And and they're adding a lot of part-time. That's what we're seeing in this data that came out uh, on Friday. And they're, you know, those jobs count too. Uh, but the, right now, as they're, as they're reporting these jobs, there's 1.8 jobs for every one person looking for a job. So we're still, that's why the numbers are off. That's why we're still gaining jobs. But it's, you know, the interesting thing, you know, and I think all of us can talk about this because you know, we know people, People who are job seekers right now, I think right, all of right. us can say, you know, there might be 1.8 jobs for every person, but there's not 1.8 jobs that they want. Yeah. Right. Um, and Depending I just on their skill. What exactly. They're for. And I just had a, a conversation with uh, someone who just gotten a like a, some, a specialized IT certification and had gone and did extra school. And then uh, they couldn't find for over a year. They could not find a job in that particular category. Interesting. So they went back to their uh, 1099 subcontractor type of job. You know, and I think that there's a lot of that goes on in the the whole situation that, that they just don't talk about right, enough. Right, Because, you know, it, it's more than just that. I mean, and, and anybody that's had any sort of math, and this is my least favorite subject ever. Right. Um, but, you know, you can, anybody knows you can skew that. Absolutely. Okay, so it, wait it one way, wait it another way. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe. so it'd be interesting to know what our listeners think about the whole jobs report and what are you seeing with your friend groups? Are, are they, are they, uh, not as employed as they'd like to be? Are they underemployed? Are they working two jobs? Right. You know, so for a mortgage person, you know, when you have somebody, for instance, that is, is you know, maybe having to carry a job and a half or, you know, two full mm-hmm. jobs, how how do you look at that? We look at that um, in that if if you have a two-year history of working two jobs, we can use two jobs. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't just, you're working your full-time job, get another full-time job, two months later apply for a mortgage and expect to use the income from both of those full-time jobs. You need a two-year history showing you can carry that kind of load. Okay. okay. All so right. when we come back, we're going to talk about summer salads. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about photography tips for when you're listing your house and the difference between pre-qualification and pre-approvals. We also encourage you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website, MyTalk1071.com. Just use that keyword, Red Hot. I'm here with our good friend Shelly Ferris from Nations Lending. Also, of course, from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. So, Mimi. Yeah. 
So you sent me this list. Yeah, I know. And, and so, look, the list of, of, of amazing, these 27 Southern salad recipes. I love the, I love, first of all, I love the website that you're on. I go to this website as well. But I started looking through them before we go through them, and they all look delicious for a variety of ways. But it says 27 Southern <laughs> salad recipes. So there's your hint is the word Southern. salad. <laughs> Salad. No, because I think you made me honestly, once I looked through all 27 of these, I looked up salad and the definition. Of okay. It. Wow. So here's the one we have to use. So a cold dish of various mixtures, usually seasoned <laughs> with some sort of dressing. And other ingredients. Like, we have to use the broadest definition of loose. salad. Right. Where are you yeah. getting your definition? Oh, this is in Oxford. The oh, Oxford okay. Dictionary. All so, right. you could also use an, a mixture containing a specified ingredient served with a dressing. Because otherwise, some of these things, I wouldn't call salad. Yeah. I call dessert. Yeah. <laughs> dessert. Oh, my gosh. Wait so till you see. I brought banana pudding uh, mm. for Easter. And you had, with the ma- vanilla wafers at the bottom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a really an Easter thing. That's a salad. Nice salad. Though. It's a salad. I was asked if that was a salad or oh. was it dessert. Oh, mm. and we always served it as as part of the meal, as a side, like oh, green no beans. Interesting. We served like it as a dessert. Yeah, right, so, right beside the green beans. Like I, my grandma made it, the thing where you put the vanilla wafers yes. and then the bananas cut up and then the pudding on top mm-hmm. of it. Right, that was a dessert in our house. Okay, yeah, no, so just you're a like side dish. Okay. <laughs> Because we're carb loading down here. <laughs> I um, like it. All right. Where would you like to start? Are we going to start at number one no, on this list? Let's all just pick a favorite. Let's, oh, you know, okay. okay, so y'all, yeah. we're talking about Southern living. Yeah. And if you would like us to forward you this article on summer salads, we will happily Southern do salad. that. All right. Wait, read the rest of it. That don't include any lettuce at all. So Which is any my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> salad in the world. Go ahead. All right. What's your favorite? Oh, that's funny. All right. I'm going to find it. Oh. All right. You know, you and I were talking, yeah. Shannon, about how where we grew up, macaroni was a critical ingredient in of a whole any lot of things, cold right? salad. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love and I, Okay. So they have a classic macaroni ham. Ooh. A macaroni salad I like that with one. ham, mm-hmm. which sounds so amazing. In our house, that would have been chicken. Chicken. Yeah, and, we okay. didn't do a lot of ham, but we did do a lot of chicken. So it that looked almost so exactly good. like this one with that. Now, this one, you both talked about this Watergate salad, which I had yeah. not heard of before I got here. Yeah. Yeah, you, know you why? Go. Because it was born and raised in 1976. So. <laughs> okay. Watergate so, salad. <laughs> was that Nixon or like enough. a pistachio? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, I okay. think it just happened at the same time mm. or whatever, and you're feeling bad, so you want a big, you know, bowl of fluffy something. <laughs> Life is I tough. Watergate salad. All right, what's is. in the Watergate salad, so, Shelly? It's so easy. It's mm-hmm. like canned pineapple. You don't even drain it. You mix it with a. I made it a million times. You mix it with a instant pistachio pudding. It's green. You would never think that it's even there, but you go to the grocery store and you go, well, for the crying out loud, there it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, and like a tub of Cool Whip and some chopped up nuts. I toast mine now. I didn't many years ago, but now I do. I think that's really it. I think that's it. And then it's just so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I'm so hungry for that right now. Yeah. I can you know, I just tell I you. I am making that this week. There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> we did this often when I was growing up in Arizona, and they have this spicy grilled corn salad. Now, when we were growing up, we didn't grill it. So this is one of those things that I like this one because they, of course, are saying, use fresh corn where you like actually like carve it off the yeah. thing. My grandma just got a, you know, knife. we would just get, you know, not even a knife. We would just get a can of corn, yeah, a can of corn. and then yeah. rinse it and then put it in there. And so this one, it's just, yeah, it's just always worse because you can use it as a relish as well. And so you just get that, some chopped oh, up yeah. tomatoes, some little like some, you know, whatever your favorite colored pepper, like a red pepper, a green pepper, an orange. You could put all of them in there depending on what you want. If you like it, with a little more heat, then you can put something like a, a serrano, like some uh, sort of chili pepper or jalapeno in, yep, in it. Yep. And so I like it because it is a good side, but it's also like a neat relish. So if you make something on the grill, like a steak, or you make some sort of like a salmon or something like that, you could just put it on the top as well. So that nice. was that's that my favorite. Good. Here's some. Here's the one I want to question. I'm gonna make this. No wait, I have to ask you the question. Oh, yes. All right. So that you did you typically use that as a side? Or, oh, the corn set. Yeah. It normally was a side. Now that I'm fancy and older, I would I've seen it as a relish on top of the food, okay. like more Hot than things. Yes, exactly. Chicken grilled chicken. Chill cricket. I see chicken. Normally for us though, it was a full on side that you would have in a let bowl me, on the table. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this question. Okay, so Miss Shannon, we know a lot about you. Yes. Do you consider yourself a good cook? Yes. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you? Uh, For a good quality home cook, I am a solid 7. Nice. I'm a good cook usually. Are you creative where you will deviate from the recipe and throw in your own spices? Yes, in certain flavor palettes. Okay. In certain flavor palettes. Okay. (laughs) In certain ones, no. (laughs) Allergy season. It is allergy season. So if certain ones, no. Okay, Shelly, same question. Yeah, I I consider myself a good cook. Good cook. My okay. friends do. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm a. I would say I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I totally yeah, veer off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I am a Food Network junkie. Yes. Like I, even when if I take a nap on the couch, that's on the TV rolling. So I'm like. You know, it's coming into my brain when I'm sleeping. You know why <laughs> you I didn't give myself a yes. I do. I do. Oh, yeah. I you know, I know why I didn't give myself an eight? Mm. I'm also one of those home cooks that it almost always tastes right, but it doesn't always look the way I mm. wanted it to look. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, mm. Mm. that's why I got yeah. to say, right. Because yeah. I'm like, I want it to be pretty and taste right yeah. and it doesn't always so yeah. i'm like seven I, presentation I'm an easy recipe person though i mm. mean i it's, it, i you don't want anything it. complicated i don't i'll read the recipe and if it's anything weird like poach well once i use the word poach i'm out okay I'll poach. now we're gonna do I'll this poach. and then I, I i got to the point now i'm like when they say things like masticated i'm like now oh, yeah. you're just using more words right. for chopped you could have just said chopped <laughs> more do, you, do you automatically lose points if you don't know the terms uh, i don't know <laughs> how about yourself Mimi? Yeah. are you a good cook Okay, so here's the thing. I'm a good cook for what I know how to cook. Okay. And I am a recipe follower. I am not good at, I'm getting better at it about, um, you know, changing up things or Mm -hmm. throwing in different spices or or maybe substituting. I was not very good at that. But you know what? I can chop with the best. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll give myself a six. Okay. All right. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. That works. Um, So I want to talk about one of the recipes that we make as a side. 
um, that you're probably familiar with, Miss Shannon, mm-hmm. maybe not, Shelly. Um, fried corn. Yes. So simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we like to put uh, fat in there uh, and then lots of butter, salt and pepper. <laughs> Just <laughs> cut it right off the ear and mm-hmm. season it up with salt pork. And it is so good. My mouth is watering. I usually <laughs> encourage people that if you're if because a lot of things you don't like as an adult is because somebody in your family or your circle made it incorrectly when you were younger. Like that's why people hate Brussels sprouts because somebody did them so poorly when they were a kid. They're like, I will never eat another one so try it again get yourself a new recipe give yes. it a shot maybe don't boil it to death yeah right <laughs> open the door well, right yeah. yeah don't you know here's the thing i i can't, if you're gonna fix fried pork chops on a, a cast iron skillet <laughs> and have me over i can't do it like, I, I'm gotta, out. I gotta go i'm out um my mother made i don't know how often she made that but like, that's her go-to I, uh, when i when i smell that i i can't i'm like oh oh i'm gonna be sick yeah, i really am oh my and, and i really like it so anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about salads and maybe some real estate stuff when we get back. <laughs> we also want to encourage you to be part of the show. If you would like to maybe share one of your favorite salad recipes, or if you have a question about what's going on in the real estate and mortgage market here in the Twin Cities, call us at 651-641-1071. You can also get a hold of Mimi at any given time. Go ahead and give him that text number. 651-578-2218. And if you want this uh, salad article, we'll just text salad and we'll send it to you. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here in My Talk 1071. Want to encourage you to be part of the show? Call us at 651-641-1071. Again, that's 651-641-1071. Now, I know we have other actual mortgage stuff to talk about, Mimi. <laughs> yeah, we but do. I did want to talk about this one we didn't get to that was on your 27 Southern salad recipes that don't uh, include any lettuce. And so the one that I want to talk to you about, it's a cherry cola jello salad. I didn't do jello salads as kids. Did you guys do jello salads? Yeah, oh, yeah all the time. Like, uh, we well, had jello, but we didn't do any jello. Like, we never put any, like, Cool Whip stuff on it and made it into a salad. Yeah, I, that was kind of a Minnesota thing when I moved up here. We okay, did yeah. jello, but we stuck other things in it, but we didn't whip yeah, it. Yeah, there would be, yeah. With, like, oh, yeah, we, we didn't it. dice we were it. Whippers. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't dice it and put things in it. Oh, so, yeah, we diced it. Yeah. This one, one, you're calling it a salad, and it's not. And this started another conversation because Shelly's from here, and Mimi and I moved here. But we know y'all like to use the word bars. This is a bar. Listen, I never heard the word bar before I moved here. Oh, no, neither did I. Never heard it. I didn't know that. And I was like, what the heck is that? Our producer Ellie's laughing. Ellie. You, you're from here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been bars, right? Is yeah. that just here? Can well, she say it in the real, authentic Minnesota way? Please well, see, it. there's always a difference between a cake and a bar. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, yes. You hit it. Yes. There's, oh, yeah, that's my good. entire mom's family. And there's a difference between a cookie and a bar. Yeah. Just, I'm like, okay, just like, I. this is the closest um, correlation I can give, because I grew up, uh, like Mimi, we're southern adjacent. So... Uh, there's a difference between a pie and a cobbler. Uh huh. That's True. what I think is the difference between a cookie and a bar, right? Yeah, a brownie's a bar. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's brownie, not a cake, it's not a cookie. Right. Yeah, exactly. For me, brownie would be a separate category. <laughs> <laughs> not a cookie, not Here, a bar, like, it's just a, bar. a brownie. Anything that you have to like skewer you with a knife. Cut. So, this cherry cola salad, it looks like that because it's one mm. of those things that it's kind of layered like when you make a layered cheesecake because you have the bottom and then a layer and a little like crackery crust. This. I'm going to try. I'm torn because it almost sounds gross, like so sweet. 
Yes. Mm. That is gross. Because mm. it's got but that's dark the- cherries, pineapple, black cherry flavored gelatin, raspberry flavored gelatin, any kind of cola type that you want. Then it gets kind of weird. Then it throws in some celery. Why you got celery? Oh, no. That, your, that's how they can gelatin. say it's a salad. Celery. Exactly. It's got some chopped no, up pecans. No, I think we've covered it. We've uncovered it. Yes, that's the clue. <laughs> the yes. celery. Because it's got all this stuff is just sugar <laughs> and then celery. Yes. Mm. No. And then coconut. That really messes me up the celery, <laughs> the celery part yes it really does i know i was with you i, I was with you too. i was with myself in there too <laughs> cream oh, yeah, cheese everything in here cream oh, cheese cream flake cheese, coconut yeah. pecans i'm good with all of that they got the celery and i was like nope. record scratch huh? nope. yep. <laughs> wrong all day wrong i'm gonna make one i'll send you guys videos feelings. no um, we made a what kind of a similar one with raspberry jello mm-hmm. we would boil a whole bottle of coke and then that went to Diet Coke, which I don't know why. Yeah. And then we put, yeah. put pecans in it and a whole can of crushed pineapple. Yeah. Let that set. And I'm telling you, I was so proud to bring that up here to, to yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, which yeah. is when we typically made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, it's like crickets. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, if, if you won't eat my dish, just pass me the bowl back and we're going to have it. And give me a fork. Yeah. Yes. I don't need your turkey. <laughs> I'm going to have all of this. Yes. <laughs> I get you. It's I going you. home with me That's and it's awesome. not a problem. But one of the wonderful things about this and to tie it loosely back to what we do here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show is what I really do enjoy sharing stories about what it was like when you have your home and providing that stable home life and that stability. And that's where a lot of these stories and legacies get to come from is being able to go, well, this was how we all sat together around a table and shared some stories. And so providing those opportunities is great. This is exactly the reason I wanted to talk about summer salads because Mm -hmm. home is so much more than four walls. It 100% is more. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what you look forward to when Mm -hmm. you own a home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we all talk, we all eat, mm-hmm. at least I hope so. Um, and th- these are wonderful things to look forward to. Right. right. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick uh, segment break from that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk actually a little bit about mortgage and real estate. Oh, right. Here and then we go. we're going to come back at the end. And we'd love to hear from you if you've got real estate or mortgage questions. Um, all you have to do is reach out. Six, right. 651-641-1071. Yes. All right, Shelly. So, you know, I think that it's very confusing for a lot of folks that they don't seem to understand the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval. And then what I'm going to call the Mac Daddy pre-approval. Okay. So let's break it down. Okay. Terrific. So um, there are actually three levels of qualification. My company counts four, but I've never done a pre-approval letter without a credit pull because what is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it doesn't, at least I've credit behind it. So a pre-qualification, a pre-approval, and then a, an approval. And approval is really a commitment. And that's what Mimi was referencing as the big daddy. So a pre-qualification is you give me a shout. We talk for 10, 15 minutes on the phone. I ask you some questions about your income, your assets. What does your credit look like? Do you follow your credit online somewhere? What's the score? What's attributing to that? And now I've pre-qualified you based on some data that you've given me. I haven't verified anything. I haven't pulled credit yet. I might have pulled credit, actually. That might be a good idea for us to do. And then I'll do a pre-qualification letter. It's the weakest of the three. Would you agree, Mimi? Like, would you get that or as a listing agent. Yes. And so I think that, you know, the thing that people need to know is that when your pre-qualification, if that's all you're going to do, if you're afraid to share, you know, what you look like undressed with your mortgage person, mm-hmm. 
it's not as strong. And, you know, we're going to have that conversation with the seller, okay? And we're going to also be calling to talk to your loan officer. Mm -hmm. And if the loan officer is a good loan officer, they won't get angry that we're asking these questions. Oh, yeah. You have have to ask the questions. I mean, I have come to realize that. If you put yourself in the seller's position... The, you, they have to know. So, yes. the, so the next level is pre-approval. And a pre-approval is a little deeper. I'm going to get pay stubs. I'm going to get W-2s or tax returns, however you're paid. I'm going to get your bank statements for the last two months, copy of your driver's license, pull the full credit report, run all of that through my automated underwriting system. It's a desktop system that I just put in all the data, hit the button, and it says, yep, you're approved, or nope, you're not. And then I tweak a few things and then it goes yep you're approved after all and then i share that data with you so if you're close right that's how you give them their homework assignment so they can go okay well if you got your credit to this level if you paid down this debt those kind of things okay exactly right right. or if you had another thousand dollars in the bank if you made another little bit more money whatever it is that's ailing you that's the data that i give you so i always tell people you're never going to a not get an answer from me Mm -hmm. and you're never going to leave without something you're either going to leave with a pre-approval or homework those are the two things that you're going to leave with so you have answers no matter what you have answers you might not like them but you're going to have answers (laughs) So that's what a pre-approval is. Okay. A little bit more solid and about 98% of the approval letters, that's what they are. Okay. And let's go for the golden uh, branch of approval. What what we all hope that we get with an offer. Right. So I I try to encourage all of my clients to do this. I think it's what gives you the leg up in this market that we're in. We call it an ACE approval at Nations Lending, but it's a fully underwritten pre-approval. So now you're not just getting a pre-approval letter from a loan officer's opinion of what your income looks like or what your assets look like and how the desktop has has assessed you but a real live underwriter laying eyes on the same data and agreeing or wanting more data maybe to help support that that underwriter is going to sign off on that file and that gives you the ace approval now we are only title and and appraisal away from closing we can literally get these done in two to three weeks and the seller should have no fear about taking your offer because they know nothing can happen to you. You're already underwritten. Okay, so the time that they make an application with you to get the ACE approval takes between two and a half to three weeks to complete. Well, Is that it, right? it doesn't have to take that long. So it depends on how quickly the borrower wants to work. So it can take that long, but it usually what, from the time that we get it to the underwriter, they're, a minute, they're two days. We're two days out. So if I meet with you, I pull your credit, I run you through the system, that can be one day. Now I gather up all your supporting documentation in the next two days, and then an underwriter looks at it in the next two days. In, in a week's time, we can get that fully underwritten file and that's good for four months you're solidly approved for four months and why on earth don't most people do that you know i i think i'm gonna say it lazy i mean people are just they don't want to get all this stuff you know what i mean (laughs) like oh i don't know how to download my pay stub well call hr because they know how so just do it you know and and then it's done and now you don't have to wonder it's not just based on me which i'm pretty good but it's not just based on me it's based off of an underwriter signing off saying yes you're going to get this long. Okay. Um, we only have one, one minute before we head to the break. Uh, let's talk, let's start talking about what happens from the time that, uh, the person puts the, gets the approval 
to the point where it's between the time that they get the offer until the time that it closes. What's happening behind the scenes with that underwriter? Right. So the underwriter, if we've done the ACE approval, the underwriter is really kind of thumb twirling until Mm -hmm. they get the appraisal and the title work. But if they haven't done that, what most clients do is they are gathering their pay stubs, they're gathering their bank statements. We put that information together. We give it to the processor. She reviews it. So now she's involved. Are we going to break? No. Now she's involved and she does her thing. She does sends out a verification of employment. She'll send out a verification of your assets. She'll review the uh, credit, the background check stuff that the underwriter does. She'll review all that package. If it's FHA, she'll pull the case number. She'll pull your cavers, which sees if there's any uh, attachments to your credit that we have to worry about. And we'll talk more about that when we get back. We'll also take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. Want to remind you, you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword Red Hot. Mimi, before we get back into the subject, let's remind everybody how they can get a hold of you during the week, please. Absolutely. So there's lots of different ways. You can message the station here. Our keyword is Red Hot, as you know. And uh, you can text me directly at 651-578-2218. Any subject, that's also a call line. You can text or call. You can email Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. Um, so lots of different ways. Now, if you're searching for property, uh, one of the really great tools that we offer is a search site that is very, very uh, robust. Mm-hmm. You can go to viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com and you can search for property. You can message us if you'd like to see a, see a property, all of those different things. So be sure and check out those links. And don't worry if you do send us, if you go to our show page throughout the week and you send us an email, you know, contact us. I do make sure I forward all that information to Mimi and Shelly. So you will get a response. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are going to finish up a little bit about what the process is from the time that an offer comes in that's accepted to the time that the closing happens on the mortgage side. Right. What's happening behind the curtain? And then as soon as we finish that up, we're going to talk about salads. Yay. All right. Well, then I'll talk fast. Okay. so. (laughs) So, um, So now the processor has it. That's where we left off at the breaks. The processor has it and she's doing her thing. She's doing verifications of employment, verifications of asset. She's maybe doing credit supplements because maybe something's off your credit, but it's not off of all the bureaus. So she's working through that. She's just tweaking all the back stuff to make it super clean. And then we're waiting for that appraisal to come in. We're waiting for that title work to come in so we can marry it up with all the stuff that the processor has put together and send it to the underwriter for that last final look through. So she's already approved it, that underwriter. Now she's just going through her checklist going, yep, this was met. Yep, this was met. Yep, I agree with you here. And then signs off on the final approval. And now the documents are being prepared for closing. The closers communicate. You get your final numbers and we meet to sign documents for closing. So that sounds simple. Doesn't but, it? But, yeah. you know, <laughs> let's talk about maybe one or two hiccups that could happen. Right. And then there's a term that, that you guys use called conditions. Right. Explain what that is. Right. So when the underwriter gets your file initially, when they underwrite and they say, yep, I agree with your income, but I have a question about this deposit in your bank account, or I have a question about... You know, how come your tax returns have this? Those are conditions. Those are, I'm approving your loan with these conditions being met. And it can be 
it can be a number of things. It can be almost anything. So uh, an underwriter has eagle eyes. So I kind of tell people, you know, think of me as your lawyer. You've probably heard me say that on the show here before. But you think of me as your lawyer and the underwriter as the judge. And so we're going to prepare everything to present to the judge. And those judges have bigger, deeper eyes than the lawyers do. Right. So that's what they do. Okay. And so that and then once they sign off on that, then we're ready to go. Perfect. All right. So everybody knows that Miss Shelley here is an expert in mortgages. That's why we have her here. Yes. And so if you want to get more information about mortgages or pre-approvals, you can reach out to her directly. And your phone number is Shelley. Oh, right. 612-839-6918. Be sure to mention Red Hot Real Estate. And awesome. I really wish that you would. There's so many people that I end up talking to in my circle that just hadn't started the process because they had already decided what the outcome was going to be mm-hmm. without talking to a team. Yes. And that's just not how this works. It really is. We can get you there, but you need to start and be bold and brave enough to go. I'm going to go ahead, make that first phone call, make that first connection and then see how we can go instead of already deciding that it never will work for you. So if you are afraid of no, mm-hmm. Just know that it's not going to be that it's right. going to it may be a maybe it mm-hmm. may be a, in three months in six mm-hmm. months. It's not going to be a flat out. No, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be, you know, in time. Yes. And so the best thing to do is to figure out if there are any issues. And mm-hmm. that's that's easy enough with somebody that's an expert. So I encourage everybody to do that. Don't wait. What we are anticipating and I think uh Michelle will agree is that interest rates we're hoping are going to be coming down mm-hmm. and you want to be in a position to be able to react when that does happen. Don't wait until it does go down and then everybody's out there go ahead and get do- get it right. done now. That's right. Exactly. Mimi. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about salads now <laughs> again because home is where the heart is. Yes. Yes. In the home and in the kitchen. We know that. Do you um, have another one on this list? Again, these are salads. These are Southern living. Southern living and salads that don't have any lettuce. So we already know me. Maybe you have a favorite one of those. That's not what we're doing today. Yes. I had another one. It took a while for us to get down to this one, but it was another staple when I was growing up. It was, as they put it in here, the classic potato salad, Mm. which made me look at it and I had questions for the two of you. Because did you do potato salad when you were growing up? 100%. And so did your potato salad have like mustard in it or not? Yes. Okay. I did not. Okay. Ours was all mayonnaise. And so I wonder if that means... Don't they call those the German potato salad now, or is that the difference between the kind of potatoes they use? I think it? the German potato salad is the warm one. That's the one okay, that's got gotcha. yes. bacon dressing. And there little, we go. A little bit of vinegar. Yes. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the one I'm not I a fan had. of that one. Was, mm, okay. That's just not for me. Yeah. And I'm 100% German, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Gotcha. I love the deviled eggs potato salad with oh, it. That's a little yes. sweeter. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Yummy. So one of the salads that they have, I make a variation of this. It's called a, a broccoli grape and pasta salad. Yes. Uh, I don't, I've never put pasta in mine, but I, it's broccoli, bacon, raisins, uh, like a sugar and mayonnaise mix and onions. Yes. Am I missing I've something? I've seen it I think with that's the bow tie it. pasta yeah, normally this, too, the bow ties. This mm-hmm. one's 
got the bow tie pasta. Yep. And so I'm thinking to myself, next time I make that, I'm going to yes. do that. Yeah. That sounds really good. It's, actually, yeah. it's yeah. a nice, bright salad yeah. because of the citrus in it and the other stuff. But I also like the bow ties. It makes it feel even like more fancier yeah. <laughs> for right. some yeah. reason right. when you have that in there. Yeah. Well, I've done it with a broccoli slaw, too. That mm. kind of the chopped oh, yeah. up broccoli instead of the florets or whatever. Yeah, super good. Super yummy. Super cool. I All right. love that idea. Miss Shelley, what's your what's your next favorite salad you want to talk about? Oh my goodness. I I, I moved the page. Shame on me. All right. So, well, um, I'm gonna talk go about ahead. ambrosia. Okay. Oh, because yes. my aunt made ambrosia salad. <laughs> yes. And until I was an adult, I never knew what that thing was called. But oh. all I knew is it had little mandarins in it mm-hmm. and it has oh, so coconut. Good. Yes. And you know, now you can get it at the grocery stores, but it's not really hard to make. What else in it, Miss Shannon? Uh in the ambrosia salad, that is the one that has it has oranges peeled and chopped, canned pineapple chunks or tidbits, and then some sweet coconut flakes. And, and then we're it. back to some, maybe some pecans in case you have some leftover from yeah. your pecan pie. And it you looks like the, the picture's got some other fruit kind of things in there, but... Um, and maybe I some, think those are some pom- in the picture that's on their website. It shows some like little pomegranate, pomegranate. seeds that are included in there as well. Okay. A couple a of mint of leaves. Yeah. yeah, a couple of mint leaves that are in there as well. And I remember uh, my grandma making this for a while and it started uh, dividing people because it's back to the photo has the coconut flakes in it. And coconut is one of those things that seems very divisive. I like coconut flakes. I never but I know some that people that, that really don't thing. like that. it. Yeah. Is. My, mm-hmm. my daughter likes the flavor of coconut. Can't mm-hmm. stand the texture. Right. Her insane. Yes. It's a little sandpapery. Yeah. I have some other people that don't like it either. Huh. Well, so that's a that's a a common discuss mm -hmm. discussion where maybe you were messing it up because of that. I another one that was looking on here because I I'll be real talk. Other than that Coca-Cola thing, I'm not going to make any of these gelatin related ones that's just not my jam but i do like things like this marinated watermelon tomato salad i like that blend of yes exactly and so i like that you know when you see those kind of things because it is even the way they describe it on this article about this burst of freshness i agree it's just a very refreshing like hydrating salad between the tomatoes and the watermelon here's a question Hmm. do you put salt on watermelon. Yes. Yes. In oh, this yes. setting. Now, I don't when I'm just eating it. Don't you? I do. No. But I love do. it. Me too. Oh, see, we, I we don't. would cut it like a steak. Yes. And mm-hmm. we would eat it on a plate with a shaker of salt in one hand and a fork and a knife so in the other. So did my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part. I, mm, I can't mm, even. Mm, that's mm. too much salt content. So my grandma put salt on every melon. It was that, cantaloupe, yes. honeydew, everything. I do not put salt I only season the food that I cook. I am not a salt person. It's mm. probably because I grew up with too much salt when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I love salt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about a salad that is not really a salad. It's more of a spread. And I love it. <laughs> you can't get it here, so you have to make it. Um, it's called Kentucky Benedictine Spread. Uh, oh. And it's fabulous for little what little is sandwiches is that it, you is make. Is it like pimento cheese? Well, it's not. Um, mm. it's, so it's what it is. Cream cheese, mm-hmm. mayonnaise, or Miracle Whip. So Miss Shannon's out. Mm-hmm. Um, sour cream, cucumbers, green onions, and salt, black pepper, 
um, a little bit of cayenne, and a little bit of green food food coloring. So is that a cracker type spread, or you do toast some bread? What do you do? You use it either for crackers, Mm -hmm. or you put it on like white bread and cut the crust off and make little party sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I like it. Every time I go, heard of it. Every time I go home, I I get some and bring it back. I love it. I love this idea. We also love all of our listeners and want to encourage you to go ahead and start that homeowner journey. Get on the path to homeownership. Get your questions out into the room instead of floating around in your brain. So let's remind everybody how to get a hold of you, Mimi. Uh, Please reach out. 651-578-2218 or Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. And we also remind you you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot.